Fuck, man. Fuck. Fucking co-workers podcast, baby. Fuck. <laughs> What's up, everybody? <laughs> Welcome back to the co-workers podcast. Uh, I'm Reagan. And I'm Josh. And uh, welcome back. Fuck, man. Fucking welcome back, baby. Fuck. <laughs> hey, I, uh, for anybody out there that's been watching since the first episode, um, we mentioned how our boss hasn't scheduled us on a, <laughs> on a shift together in months. And today, on the Saturday, Reagan and I finally worked a shift together. And it was an hour straight of nothing but Reagan <laughs> doing that and me laughing my ass off. <laughs> Like, we still got our work done, but holy shit, was it difficult. Yeah. Uh, also, sorry for recording this a little later. This is going to come out a little later because um, Josh was, uh, was a little sticky-icky from the second dose of the vaccine, and I didn't want a zombie walking around here. Yeah, that so. shit bodied me. Oh, yeah. Yep. Big time. Get your vaccine, folks. Get your vaccine. But anyways, Josh, what, what do we have on our plate today? Watermelon. Watermelon, watermelon sago M one. Oh, with aloe dude. vera. Oh man, it's the, quit bringing work <laughs> into this. I thought I just have that what? one off joke, but that's it. What do you What do you mean watermelon? No, speaking bro. of watermelon, uh-huh. because we are talking about the nineteen seventy seven Japanese horror comedy movie House, <laughs> or if you are going to knock me for my pronunciation, it's Houseu. Houseu. Or EA. Which is house in Japanese. Mm, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Put that one in, in your guys' dome. Yeah, That's Kate, a power thought. Kate, if you're listening, make sure you write that down, okay? <laughs> uh, yeah, but today's episode is all about this enigma of a movie. It is insane. That's the, the one way I could... Um, the one word that I would use to um, describe it, definitely, yeah. is like, it's enigmatic. It's it is so weird. So I've watched it twice. I actually watched it a few weeks ago and then I watched it a second time a few days ago to in preparation for this podcast once again to b- refresh my memory and to like really hone in on things that I wanted to talk about. But I have I have things to say about it. Mm-hmm. More importantly, I would like to know Reagan, what is this movie about? What is this movie about? Explain it so well, that anybody who hasn't seen it could follow along. Okay, well, first of all, I think by now everyone knows I don't like horror movies. I'm mm-hmm. not much of a horror guy because I'm a big baby when it comes to that stuff. Um, but yeah, this movie was wild, man. My entire reaction throughout the movie was literally like, what the fuck? And then right when I thought I was figuring out what the fuck was going on, I'd be like, it just throws oh, like another like layer yeah, of exactly. bullshittery on top of it. It's just like this movie's insane, but it's good. Like it's it's insanely good. So basically, what's going on is, uh, and you'll excuse me, I've only seen it once. Um, if you guys want to see it, it's on HBO Max. Um, go check it out. I'll pick up any uh, slight dips that like yeah. uh, Reagan might have in like his like gaps of knowledge on the movie. But uh, yeah, take it what's, away. What's the the main character's name? Is it gorgeous? It's gorgeous. Yeah, so gorgeous. Right, she she and her friends, she and her gang of friends, just finished school, um, and for the summer they want to go out and uh, and uh, have fun or whatever. Yeah, their original plan was to like uh, take a trip together, like a summer trip. Yeah, and so and so when when Gorgeous goes home, her dad makes an announcement that she's that he's gonna remarry, 
And obviously, Gorgeous is, is upset about this mm-hmm. um, because she feels like he's, he's replacing her mother. She has, like, a strong connection to the mother. Yeah. And, and that's so, out of the family. Yeah. And so she, she, she's clearly upset about this, and she doesn't want to go on vacation with her dad mm-hmm. or, or her dad and her new stepmother or whatever. So she hits up her aunt, sends a letter, and, and her aunt sends her a letter back, like, immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, weirdly immediately it's a letter god I'll, damn it i'll send blanche to to pick them up is what she is what the aunt says yeah who the fuck is blanche oh uh, yeah um who the fuck yeah going? but but basically she she gets her gang of friends together they they hop on a train was it a train yes yeah they hop train. on a train and they go they they go to her house they meet her and they they kind of get acquainted to the house and that's where the antics ensue where shit happens. Yeah. The titular Houseu. Yeah, and uh, basically it's a haunted house movie. Yes, in, in the weirdest way yeah, possible. In, 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 in the stripped down, like just bare bones description. Yeah, if you, of it. if you had to describe it, it's a haunted yeah, house it's a house, movie. It's a haunted How house clever! Movie. It's called House Haunted yeah. House Movie. Yeah. But what transpires, and what the director does, visually, is insane, and I have never ever seen anything like it. Like honestly, I've never seen anything like it. And can, can can I just say, if you go on our Instagram, I I posted like this picture, like a sneak peek for what it is. That's the Criterion Collection cover of it. Mm-hmm. That cover just like is also insane. That like very striking orange image yeah. of, of, a, of like what a, looks like a a beast on yeah. it. I'm like, what the fuck? I remember like like I would see that at like Barnes and Nobles or whatever. I'd be like, what the fuck? I know that shit's wild. Just by looking mm-hmm. at the cover. Just by looking I know at the cover. That shit's wild looking at the font, it's like, what the hell is this yeah. like uh, Scooby Doo looking at movie? <laughs> Scooby Doo, but but anyways, kind of is. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> if you think about yeah. it, kind of is. But but anyways, that's where antics ensue. And you know, with typical with horror movies, the main characters kind of kind of get picked one by one by one. Nothing new, technically there, right? But it's what again, it's what the director does is insane. What the director decides to do to each character. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and so let's see. So 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 they get to the house, and weird shit just happens. You, do 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 you want to describe some of it, Josh? Some weird shit. Um, like like initially before the first person oh, like okay. dies. Okay. Okay. Um, the moment they walk into the door, the moment they walk through the door, the the aunt says. Uh, something about the uh, about the chandelier. Like, can there yeah. be light or something? Like, yeah. like almost like beckoning the chandelier. It's like, can you shine some light? Mm-hmm. But then, it cuts back to a cat, and there's actually a big aspect to this cat. That's um uh, the character Blanche. Blanche is this white cat that the that the aunt owns, and whenever the camera cuts to the cat who's now at the house. Its eyes flicker green, yeah, and then some wild shit happens. Yeah. It's like when you see that, you better strap it because something <laughs> fucking insane is gonna happen. And in this first instance, the cat's eyes flicker, and then like a piece of the chandelier falls, and then there's a character. So, man, there's th- there's another thing I gotta explain. Reagan touched on it earlier, but the main character's name is Gorgeous, and the main cast of characters. They're all women. They're all these schoolgirls, and they don't have conventional names. They have names that describe aspects of them. Yeah. Like a characteristic. So we have Gorgeous, who's called that because of her looks. We have Fantasy, who 
uh, has a, a very active imagina imagination. So she kind of just like dozes off and like just like thinks about random things. We have a character named Kung Fu. He's like the martial artist. Of who the is group. the martial artist of the group? We have the a character named Prof, short for professor, professor because she's, she's smart. smart. Yeah. We have a girl named Mac because it's it's short for stomach because she likes to eat a lot. And then we have a girl named Sweet, who is like a sweet homebody who likes to clean. So, when fuckery happens with the chandelier, a piece of it drops, and Kung Fu springs into high action, and it plays this, like, Kung Fu music as she flies through the air and, like, kicks this, like, crystal that, oh like, God. falls from the chandelier, and then some wild shit happens with the editing and the cuts, and... Sweet's like hat like flies in the air and then as soon as like kung fu like catches the thing sweet turns around and is like oh my god kung fu you're so cool and her hat falls directly back onto her head it's just like what what just happened right see, there see it's it's moments like those where i'm like what the fuck am i watching yeah, what kind exactly. of movie is this but you know but like you stick around cuz the movie just draws you in yeah it has that weird like a weirdness to it it's like uh, it's <laughs> i was reading a like a like a review of the movie mm -hmm. and then the person described it as borderline unwatchable <laughs> but like it, it, it's a it's a positive review mm. and so they said it's borderline unwatchable in a positive aspect which is kind of weird because like you know with like conventional movie watching you go there for like maybe you want to watch it for the story for the plot for the characters this movie kind of takes those aspects and like flips it on its head. Right. You don't really know what you're watching it for. You kind of watch. You kind of watch it for meaning. Right. You're like, why is this all happening? Why are the scenes cut this way? Why are they put this way? And you kind of just like sit there for the ride to like try to make heads or tails of what's going on. Mm -hmm. So Reagan, would you like to continue with the summary of the movie? <laughs> yeah. So I'm just gonna fast forward here, and I'm gonna skip to the first death. So so basically. Um. Oh, so we forgot to mention that before they went to the house, they they run into this watermelon salesman. Another titular, another very yeah. important character. Yeah, and and they, I mean, clearly they buy watermelons from him. Mm -hmm. And and as they're leaving, he kind of says something like a little sussy, you know, a little suspicious. You yeah. Know? Or and and it, they they kind of hint that he's like working for. The, Gorgeous's aunt or something, or is like aware that. of or like is, yeah. what is the going on at the house. Of the house, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so they they have a watermelon, and they're and they're telling they're telling the aunt, oh yeah, we have this watermelon. She's like, great, uh, you can put it in the well, so it'll like you know freeze up or whatever. It'll chill. Yeah, it'll because chill. she says that her refrigerator isn't working, hasn't yeah. been working. Yeah, and so and so as they're eating dinner, the girls are eating dinner. Uh, what's her name? Mac. Yeah. Mac. Mac gets up. She's like, oh, I, I guess they want they want to check on the watermelon, so she goes to the well by herself, mind mm -hmm. you, by herself, and 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 obviously the girls are like, oh, where is she? We don't know where she is. She's been gone for a long time. Mm -hmm. And what happens is Mac gets deca decapitated off screen. Off screen. And as the girls are looking for her, they go to the well, and they and they try to get the watermelon out too, cause you know I guess they really want it. Yeah. And who who pulled it out? I forgot. Who. So the important part about this about this sequence is uh, 
fantasy goes out to look yeah. for Mac, yeah. and she goes to the well where the where the watermelon's being chilled, and as she's pulling it up, she starts dozing off and just like thinking about some other things, and then the moment she pulls up the yeah. watermelon. She looks down on it, and when they had initially dropped the watermelon into the well, it's, like, attached to a rope. Mm-hmm. So she pulls it up, and it's Mac's severed head, and it starts talking. It starts talking to Fantasy, and then Fantasy freaks out. She throws the head in the air, and then the head starts floating, and then as Mac is, like, yelling and screaming, she turns around to try to run away, and then the floating head of Mac dives down and bites her ass <laughs> yeah bites her ass guys and then it detaches she starts running she she runs away the head is like perched on the side of the well and then it starts like vomiting blood or something like that or some other shit and then it falls back into the well and then fantasy runs back to the group and she's like oh my god like max dead i just pulled her head out of the well and everybody just fucking gaslights her dude everybody's just like oh there's fantasy again dozing off and th- seeing things that yeah, aren't fucking actually gaslighting there. her dude so all of them go out and they pull the watermelon and it's actually a watermelon this yeah, time so they're watermelon. like fantasy what's wrong with you like you crazy girl like that's pretty much, yeah that's pretty much what they say to her and then they pull it out they all eat the watermelon and do you remember the part that happens as they're eating the watermelon it involves the aunt yeah, didn't didn't like it? She was like eating fingers or something, or someone's hand or some shit. Okay, okay, that that's actually later. So oh, okay, the part with the watermelon happens, and they're all sitting around. They're all enjoying this this beautiful watermelon that they had just plucked out. Was of it the a well. body part? It involves a body part. Yeah. So then they're all sitting around, and Fantasy is still pretty distraught by what's happening, and then she starts hearing max voice come from the watermelon like the rest of the watermelon that's still there it's like a half right yeah so then she stares at the watermelon and then looks at the aunt and as the aunt is chewing she looks at fantasy oh yeah 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 her like mouth opens up a little bit and there's an eyeball yeah in her mouth like she's eating mac yeah and fantasy's like what the fuck and then like nobody will believe her though if she like says like oh like I just saw an eyeball in, in the aunt's mouth. Like, nobody's going to believe her. It's, it's one against, like, that many people. And, yeah. you know, that's her whole shtick is that she's seeing things. So it plays into this aspect of, like, is what is happening even happening? Or, like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that's the first death scene. <laughs> yeah, that's the first, yeah. And th- that's just already wild, right? Mm-hmm. Fuck, I, I'm, I'm forgetting what the second one was. Oh, no, wasn't there a scene where they're they're, like, cleaning the dishes and then they're talking to her aunt, and the aunt just does this fucking jump or some shit onto a fucking ledge. You're 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 misremembering it. There are two girls who are cleaning dishes at a point in the movie. Yeah. And then, as they're taking the dishes away, Fantasy's one of the girls. So she picks up the dishes. She turns around and watches the aunt. Go inside her fridge. That's right. That's right. And then she appears on the banister right above them. Some hereditary type shit. Oh. <laughs> and then starts dancing on the banister. This shit is so tight. And then, yeah, um, the girl that Fantasy was um, washing dishes with Prof is like, again, Fantasy, you're like fantasizing about all this stuff. What do you mean? Like, what's going on here? And yeah, they just they just keep calling her crazy. Yeah. And then um, 
I, f- I forgot which girl was it, but then the second death scene involved. It's sweet. Sweet, yeah. Yeah, so. because she's uh she's cleaning the house and they ask her to get bedding. Yeah. From the back from from the back room. Yeah. And then she she goes in there. She's on she's on a ladder, right? Something uh yeah like yeah she's like yeah. she she goes in there and she sees a naked doll. Yeah, that's right. A so doll. she sees a, a naked doll like in the in the back room and then she hears something open the door and she turns around and it's the cat yeah it's blanche and then she's like oh like um uh it's just blanche like nothing's wrong with that but then the door closes behind her and there's a line in the movie early on in the movie where when they're talking about blanche the cat one of them says it's an old myth but did you know that any old house cat could open a door, but only a witch cat could close a door. Mm. And then that kind of plays into that aspect. So there's right. something wrong with the cat. Right. And then the cat closes the door. She, uh, Sweet, is too fixated on looking at that naked doll body. And then the cat's eyes blink. And then Sweet gets attacked by mattresses. Mattresses and a, like a pillow. And blankets and comforters blankets, yeah. and whatnot. What they start the smothering fuck? her. Yeah. And then she is just, like, screaming her head off, and, like, they don't know what the fuck is going on. And then Fantasy goes out there to, like, check on her to see if, like, anything is happening. But again, they send the wrong person. It's Fantasy. She sees that Sweet is getting attacked by mattresses. And then when she goes to get all the other girls, they go to to the back room, and they're like, why the hell is there so many mattresses everywhere? Are you sure you saw Sweet in here? And then they start sifting through the mattresses. And they find, like, Sweet's clothes. And they're like, yeah, what the hell right. is she doing in here? Like, is she stripping? Like, what oh. a fucking weirdo. Like, oh, oh. And then as they're moving the, the, the clothes and the mattresses around, they find another naked doll. So it's kind of suggested that she turned into the doll. Okay. Mm, and then that's the second death scene. And then... Well, oh, what, yeah. what, what what's been going on with Gorgeous? Wasn't oh, yeah. she like doing her makeup or some shit? In yeah, her, so in her she arms, like like thing. She like went off to um uh, go upstairs, and she went upstairs in this two story house, and then she found this old like makeup setup mm-hmm. where her aunt would uh do like her makeup and whatnot, and then she has like pictures and like memorabilia from Gorgeous's mother mm-hmm. who passed away, and that's mm-hmm. um uh. And then so she starts, like, putting on the makeup, and then she starts seeing things, like, through the mirror, like, reflections of her sh- of herself that's not really her. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the cat is so- also somehow there, and then the cat's eyes start flickering, and then it, like, breaks the, the reflection of the mirror, and then Gorgeous's reflection starts turning into the aunt. Yeah. That's right. So then, like, when all this, like, stuff is happening and then blood starts coming out of the mirror, and then the craziest part happens in that sequence where as Gorgeous is is finishing up her makeup, her face starts, like, falling apart, and then she gets, like, consumed by, like, fire. Yeah. And then her reflection is on fire, and it's just, like, this wide shot. But the way they did the fire, though, Mm -hmm. it was, like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's, like, an overlay almost. Yeah, it's, like, they took this, like still shot of gorgeous and then they like went into like post effects and then like broke her up into like bits and pieces and then they like 
starting to make it feel like it's like coming apart yeah like a porcelain doll almost yeah and then under, very, very 70s-esque yeah like it's a very 70s-esque way of like doing it with yeah. the effects and whatnot so then yeah that's what happens like gorgeous it, it, it's like uh, we're gonna talk about like themes and whatnot like later but on the surface level gorgeous gets set on fire yeah and then and then is it is it piano time yet almost not piano time okay yet. okay go ahead go ahead i i, I forgot the, the the next one the okay. next death scene well oh if we're gonna just go by death scene yeah it, it, it is piano time because here we go okay so with all this fuckery happening um there's like random shit that starts like pro- uh, popping up throughout the house and oh wait i forgot about one of the girls uh there's a girl named melody and her name's Melody because she likes to play music. Yeah. And at the aunt's house, she has a grand piano. Yeah. So she becomes fascinated by the grand piano. And then she notices that on the piano is the sheet music that is like a... Um, they've been playing this like piano-like um, theme all throughout the movie. So it's like present since the beginning. So she starts playing it and... The wildest shit happens. The, Reagan keeps bringing this the part up. The wildest shit happens. So a lot of people know this movie because of this scene. So Melody becomes fixated with like playing this um uh, melody, and uh Professor and Kung Fu are Professor um uh, Kung Fu and Fantasy are all there watching her play the piano, and then as they um uh. Man, this whole, like, fucking movie is throwing my head for a loop. Um, uh, while she's playing the piano, two of them decide that, like, oh, like, we should go check up on Gorgeous because, like, we don't know where she is. So, Fantasy stays with Melody and Professor and Kung Fu run upstairs to go try to find Gorgeous. So, as, as they leave, Fantasy's like, Melody, like, we gotta go, like, we're gonna go look for Gorgeous, but she's, like, in a trance. Melody's yeah. in a trance, just, like, playing this, um, uh, these, like, beautiful piano chords, but then all of a sudden, the piano keys, like, there's, like, this, like, um, high-angle shot showing the keys in her hands, they start, like, glowing. Yeah. And then, soon enough, like, the the beautiful chords are no more, it's just, like, these dissonant, just, like, hard, yeah. like, uh, this, like, just like assault of piano sounds that do not sound like they go together and it's to represent that the the cover of the keys like you know how like grand pianos have that they close down Mm -hmm. and chop off melody's fingers Fingers. so she lifts her hand up and then melody is just like oh where are my fingers and then the music kicks in again the piano comes alive and starts eating Melody. E- eating. A piano is eating her. Yeah, piano starts eating this girl. And Fantasy is screaming. And, like, as the piano is eating Melody, her, like, limbs are, like, sticking out from the yeah. back of the piano. Her head sticking out the back of the piano. And then, like, the, the cover the, of the yeah, piano. Yeah, doesn't it just, like, open up it's, and, it like, the limbs just show? up up and down and it starts chopping off like her limbs and whatnot and her like hand her like arm gets severed it flies into a fishbowl and fantasy is fucking losing it screaming there's all like it's an assault on your senses 
as it's just bombarding you oh with this imagery. God. And Melody gets gets eight. Gets fucked up. And then Fantasy, distraught by all this, passes out. And then upstairs, Kung Fu and Professor are looking for Gorgeous, and they find her. So this is like happening like at the same time as like mm-hmm. whatever's happening downstairs in the music room. Yeah. Kung Fu and Professor find Gorgeous, but she's wearing her mom's gorgeous is wearing her mom's wedding gown yeah and like adorned in like the same uh makeup yeah so gorgeous is completely silent at this point and then she um uh, when kung fu and professor are like gorgeous where have you been like you got to come downstairs like there's all this like crazy shit happening gorgeous is silent and just like walks away like turns around and walks away and then um uh reveals that like she was standing over this book that I, th- I believe it's called like lonely days or something like that and it's a book written by the on so they go over to the book professor picks it up and like starts reading it yeah but then she turns around to like see where kung fu is and kung fu um uh from her perspective is following gorgeous like through this set of doors but Professor turns around and, like, looks at a mirror to see the reflection of, like, what, um, uh, what Kung Fu may be following. And Gorgeous isn't actually there. It's, like, a ghost or, like, a spirit or something like Mm -hmm. that. So, Professor's putting two and two together, and she's like, oh, God, like, there's actually, like, something like, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? Supernatural going on in this house. So, Kung Fu follows Gorgeous through the doors and professor follows right after and they see that at the very top of this house or like uh, next to the room that they're standing in there's like a there's like a clock fixture and um they find another <laughs> it turns out that sweet's body wasn't turned into a doll but they go to this clock and within the clock's walls like within all the gears and stuff like that it's Is sweet's body. body and it's just like there's all like this blood and stuff like, like building up out. and yeah. it's like gushing out and being scared by this sight they they both run out they go downstairs and they see that fantasy is knocked out so they pick her up they take her to the main living room and they try to wake her up and then another set of crazy happenstances uh happen would you like to explain what happens at this part it involves the lamp. Is this the part where Kung Fu does a thing? Yeah, yeah. So Okay, so basically Kung Fu, right? Her whole shtick is that she's a, she's a martial artist and she's like the muscle of the group, so she knows how to fight and shit. And who she is she fighting gorgeous? Is that what's going on? I I forget. No, um uh so at this point they're trying to wake up fantasy and they're like, "Oh, um uh Professor's like, I figured it out. Like, this house is haunted, and we have to go phone for help. And the moment that she says that, like, the lights all cut out. Yeah. And then they turn back on, but they see a giant, like, version. It's like Gorgeous's face just, like, comes in from, like, the right yeah, side that's of the screen. Right. That's right. Through the screen doors. It's like a traditional Japanese yeah. home. It has those screen doors yeah. that, like, slide open. So they slide open, and Gorgeous's face comes through it, and she's like, oh. I'm in my aunt's world. You should come join me in this world yeah. where like, everything is fine. And then 
um she starts talking to them and she says like all this stuff and then she causes like all the furniture to start like flying around and whatnot like a tornado is like happening within the house yeah and so and so kung fu like starts fighting the furniture yeah starts fighting the like, furniture she starts kicking and punching and whatnot and then and then she she I, I think she goes for like this jump kick almost in the air right yeah so then, then yeah professor is like looking around and she sees that in the in the living room there's a picture of Blanche the cat. It's like a painting, but it's changed to like this stylistic, like demonic portrait of like what seems to be a cat. Yeah. And then uh, Professor's like, "Oh, it's the it, it's the cat. The cat is the source of like um uh, all the craziness that's happening. Kung Fu, you need to destroy it. Yeah. So Kung Fu, like mid air, yeah, it's takes like flight, a jump kick, yeah, jump kick, and." <laughs> As she's flying through the air, she gets, the hot, the hanging light fixture comes down and, and eats like her, eats, right? eats Kung Fu's head, and it starts sucking her up like through the light, yeah. through the um, sh- through the through the hanging fixture. Yeah, and 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 so she's like slowly getting eaten by this like light fixture type thing, and then you know Kung Fu doesn't go down without a fight, right? So as she's as her entire body is being like encapsulated by this light picture her entire leg from like hip, entire leg from her hip to her foot jumps out of the light fixture and flies straight to the portrait of blanche just a single leg and then just like destroys yeah, it and destroys it and then it cuts back to wherever gorgeous is she's back at the um the the makeup room and she starts like bleeding and like like her like spirit is like being destroyed and whatnot it's yeah. like they finally solved the problem and then as kung fu's leg like bounces off the wall after it destroys the picture <laughs> it God. flies into a drawer and, and then, then it like closes the right? fucking drawer closes on itself and then um, they they think that the craziness is finally over, but then the picture starts vomiting blood, and then it starts filling like the room flooding with blood. The house, it starts yeah. flooding the house, and then like all the all the all the floorboards in traditional Japanese houses, they're kind of like these like huge like panes, right? Yeah. So the each pane of the floor starts lifting up and starts like rocking kind of like a boat it's kind of like the door in titanic that's like how they're like sitting on it like precariously and then this pot like comes out of nowhere and hits professor in the face so it knocks off her glasses and then she's like oh my glasses i can't can't see see without without my glasses so she like starts reaching around and then she reaches her hand into the water or like the blood yeah and then I think it's like a tea kettle or like a pot yeah, or something like that. It like, like pulls that. her in, right? It like bites her some and like, pulls her some into jaw the shit, dude. And pulls her into the into the blood, and then the pot like comes up from out of the water, and the pot's wearing her glasses. And then, like some crazy shit starts happening. Like as, um, as Professor is like being submerged in the blood like her body like first her like clothes like disintegrate and then her whole body starts like slowly like vanishing like into thin air yeah. because her her body's being one with the house it's being yeah. consumed by the house and then now fantasy is all alone like whatever she was saying it came true and nobody believed her and then she is now like floating through the house on the single piece of floorboard 
and she passes by the stairs of the house and then gorgeous comes walking down the stairs and the fantasy's like gorgeous please like can you save me like like please like don't let this happen to me so gorgeous saves her and then fantasy like falls asleep in her arms and then there's like a line like spoken about um uh fantasy like calling out to like her mom to like save her and stuff like that and then the whole sequence like in the house like this is where it ends yeah and then so the the film fades to black and then when the picture comes back in it's the stepmom the stepmom uh, that that we met in the beginning of the film yeah the 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 stepmom from the beginning of the film uh said something earlier about how oh um in a few days um i will go visit the aunt's house to try to like warm up to gorgeous yeah because like i want to be a good stepmother and stuff like that yeah so it shows it shows a stepmom driving through the driving through the the beautiful countryside to get to the aunt's house and then she makes a pit stop at where well, wait, hold on. The watermelon salesman. We'll, we'll get back to, to that later. We'll get back to that after this, but just keep going. Yeah. Now the, so stepmom, then, the stepmom eventually makes it to the house. Yeah. And she runs into Gorgeous. And she basically has this whole, like, speech about, like, oh, I just I just want to get to know you pretty much. <laughs> I just want to be a good, like, stepmother to you and whatnot. And Gorgeous, right? So, you know, the Gorgeous that we think we know, she invites her into the house. And then they have a conversation. Yeah, and, and mind you, the house is completely like refurnished. Everything's it's, it's, completely normal. Yeah, it's yep. almost like nothing had happened. Right? So she invites her into her house and then So they have this last conversation and they kinda like have this moment where they shake hands to like bury the hatchet. Yeah. It's like, oh, uh Gorgeous forgives the stepmom for feeling like she's intruding into her life and like to like take the spot of her mother. Yeah. They shake hands, and then Gorgeous's eyes flicker green. Yeah. The same way Blanche's eyes did. And then the stepmom combusts. Just catches on fire, and she dies. And then there is a line at the end about love. There's like a voiceover line about love. Mm -hmm. And then that's how the movie ends. Also, we'd like to add that the entire time that, that, that these characters are being picked one by one, there was this character. What, what, do you remember his name? What's his name? Mr. Togo. Mr. Togo. And his whole thing was just, he was just going to go there and pick them up. That was, that was his whole goal. So eventually, so he's making his way through like to Japan or whatever. Yeah. He's getting distracted because people are pulling him over and he he's eat. eating and whatnot. And then he gets to the watermelon salesman. Right, and he, and, and he asks the watermelon salesman, "Do you know where the woman's house is? I'm yeah. looking for a woman's house." But the watermelon salesman does not want anything to do with this question. Yeah. So he's like, "The watermelon salesman says, hey, do you like watermelons?'" And then Mr. Togo says, "No, no, I'm more of a fan <laughs> of bananas." So the watermelon salesman like panics. He takes a step back and he turns into a fucking skeleton. He and just th- dies. And then it cuts it, it cuts back to Mr. Togo Togo? Yeah, Mr. Togo. Mr. Togo in his car and he turns into a pile of bananas. With this, awesome. W- huh? As I said, fucking yeah, awesome. It's awesome. And then his hat and his, his hat glasses are, are on the fucking bananas. <laughs> and then and then mind you, or earlier when we said that um 
Gorgeous's stepmother was driving through like that area. She stopped. She stops by the watermelon stand and she sees the pile of bananas. Just chilling. She just kind of looks at it and then she proceeds her <laughs> way back proceeds to the house. To the house. <laughs> oh my lord! And, and that's the film. That's, that, that is a very like surface level summation, like breakdown of the film. Yeah. Of the movie House. Now, to anybody listening, if that sounded like so sporadic and like so random like we came up with these ideas on the spot they're not it's actually that like, is pretty uh, much how the film was that that is like how the movie presents itself yeah it, it just it, it just throws everything at you for the most part and as much as the movie is interesting i think like the background behind the movie and like the filming and how it came to be is like equally as interesting. Do you know about it, Reagan? This will like shed some light. Yeah, I, uh, I was researching part of it. Wasn't it because like Jaws had come out? Yeah. And so someone had tasked this, excuse me, someone tasked this director to like, hey, try to get, lean into that like horror thriller esque thing like Jaws, yeah, like blockbuster essentially. Yeah. And so he like asked his daughter, wait, like for any like for his like some sort of inspiration, right? Yeah, yeah. Something okay. Like that. Okay, so. The lore of the movie is that this um, the script for House has been going around Toho for a while. They couldn't get a director because everybody thought that the shit was so nonsensical. Yeah. Like, this can't be made. Like, what the hell even is this? Yeah. So, at this point in time, 1970s, the, company behind, the production company behind this movie, Toho, is kind of on the decline. They're losing money on the conventional movies that they've been making, and they see the success of Jaws. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, oh, like, we got to recapture that magic. So we got to, um, uh, they, they got the director of this movie. Um, God, what's his, what's his name? You I don't want to, no, I don't no, want to no, butcher no, no, no. Yeah, you know what? I might butcher it right now. I, I literally might do that right now. Hold on. Intermission. We're trying to, um, uh figure out the name of the okay. director of house it is nope oh boy i got it i got it bro okay go no i'm uh oh. what's your phone you, you gotta zoom in a little bit zoom in a little bit okay then it. okay yeah nobuhiko obayashi yeah. so they got the director this is a first time director of film like his yeah. background is in television and commercials and whatnot so they said Oh, it's like you've been um, uh, eyeing the script. Why don't you just make it? We yeah. want a horror movie, kind of like Jaws or something. Just make that. And they gave um, Obayashi like all the creative um, uh, input to just make whatever the hell he wanted. And the other thing is that, as Reagan mentioned earlier, um, he got inspiration. Like parts of uh, parts of the film are actually inspired from. Obayashi's daughter, mm -hmm. her nightmares. Oh wow! And so when he was getting it, um, uh, when he was like finalizing the script and stuff like that, in terms of the death scenes, he he asked his daughter about like what she wanted to see in the movie, and the piano scene and the mattress scene came from Obayashi's daughter. Oh, yikes. isn't that fucking wild? Yeah, that's, two, that's two crazy. Of, like, a, the weirdest aspects of the movie came from a small child, yeah. but it's kind of funny that like that it, that it, it it came out that way, and so Obayashi just said whatever. Like uh, we're gonna make this movie. I'm gonna do the effects. We're gonna like 
do it all and then see see how it all um uh, comes out in the end because this was back in the day when they don't have like real time like effects engines so that they could see what things look like yeah. they kind of just do it and whatever happens on the film that's how it's gonna look yeah exactly so there's a lot of like uh, it's almost like amateurish like yeah. jank to it yeah but it gives the film character yeah it gives the film like it, its own sense of identity mm-hmm. and uh, is there anything else that like you wanted to say like to summarize the movie like any thoughts like your rating and whatnot because i'm gonna go into like a whole kind of like spiel about what i think about the movie oh, boy, also. here we go yeah well okay mind you i've only seen this once so i'm i'm totally fine with josh doing this whole speech but I think one thing I really liked about it was like it om- it used almost every single editing like method out there, fade ins, cuts, like fucking like th- those sw- those swipes and everything. Yeah. Uh, fucking like fuck. What? what what's some like George Lucas. Type yeah. Some like George Lucas stuff. It if you if you guys think like George Lucas has a weird way of editing, you guys need to watch yeah. House. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's literally like he used every single editing method out there. It's insane. Every preset you could find on, like... Um, like iMovie or some shit. Like, it's I there. Movie, it's it's there. there. And so, yeah, like, honestly, like, this movie was a fucking wild-ass time. And I enjoyed every minute of it. Like, I, I have to rewatch it because, like, Josh Josh sounds so passionate about it. And I just want to be on that level. So I'm, I'm going to have to watch it. But I, like, and it's on the Criterion Collection. So I'm going to pick it up for sure. Eventually. But overall, I think I'd give... House 1977, an eight and a half. Wait, no, I don't do numbers. What the fuck am I doing? Yeah, what are you doing? I, Quit. I would give get it. Get on my dick, bro. <laughs> I, I, I give it an give A. Give it a letter. I give it an A, a minus. A minus. Anyways, right. Josh, take it away. Take it away, All Josh. Right. This movie. Oh, here we go. Obayashi's house. Here we go, folks. <sighs> um, earlier, earlier on in the episode, I said how this movie is an enigma. Yeah. And. There's so much to like. I I feel like there's so much to absorb with the movie. No, off I, of I first, agree. off I agree. of first watch, you you watch it for the experience. I a lot of times agree. that was that, that was me 100. Mm-hmm. A lot of times when when people watch this movie or they get a re- they get it recommended to them, it's mainly off of the fact that like watching it itself is an experience. Yep. Because it's like it's so nutty. It's so crazy. It's unlike anything you've probably seen before. And yeah. me and Reagan have seen a lot of things, and I think we could both wholeheartedly say there's nothing like House. For sure. 100%. Like, whether it comes down to, like, creative decisions, editing, like, the writing of the characters, the plot, and whatnot, like, on on paper, it's just a, a, a haunted house movie. Yeah. But it's way more than that. So, we're going to take it back, and I'm going to, like... Uh, run through like key scenes and uh, try to like create a visual for everybody and um, pick out what I got from it. So early on in the movie, very early in the movie, it's like the first shot. So um, the movie starts with Gorgeous and Fantasy. They're um, doing like a photo shoot and Fantasy is taking this like almost haunting picture of... um, gorgeous like wearing like this cowl over her head it's like it's um uh the picture quality is so grainy it's very green mm-hmm. and it, it it looks like um uh fantasy um uh, gorgeous is like being portrayed as like a witch or something like that mm-hmm. and then 
fantasy even says that it's like oh it's like this the shot came out really well you look almost like a witch or something like that and then so that kind of plays into the supernatural aspect that gets explored later but she's wearing clothes that look like um god damn it um it it, it kind of looks like a wedding gown so that's mm. very important mm. because as soon as they leave as soon as the they they leave wherever they're taking the picture it's in a classroom they go and meet a teacher like a PE teacher and they talk about marriage yeah and mar- and then um the the PE teacher saw, uh, talks like oh yeah um over the break i'm getting married and the two girls are like oh it must be so romantic right it, it's it's out of love right yeah. and the PE teacher says it's an arranged marriage oh. and like the two girls are like oh it's like but it's still like there's got to be some love like found in it right and then they like have like this whole talk about like about what it is like what does love mean so that plays into one of the themes that i think is found in this movie so to summarize what i think the movie is about on like a deeper level like what the movie what obayashi wanted to talk about i think obayashi is create is uh, crafted a very feminine movie that is about maternity it's about family mm-hmm. and it's about like what makes like a home life mm. and that's why it's called house and then a, a large chunk of it comes um uh in a large chunk a large chunk of it takes place in the aunt's house and there's the character of the stepmom and there's uh the character of the aunt and they're like these two maternal figures that are kind of like pulling at each other they're they're, they're they are pulling pulling apart gorgeous essentially because mm-hmm. she's she's so devoted to her mother but there's this new woman that is taking her place so she is trying to find solace in the next best thing that she could find which is the aunt which is like still a relative to her mother right. and there's a scene there's um the scene that we mentioned where gorgeous meets her stepmom and the way it's shot, it's shot behind this this window that is like these like fragmented rectangles. Mm-hmm. And that shot, I think, is the perfect like imagery as to what house is. Mm-hmm. It's these perfect like squares. Uh, it's almost like a kaleidoscope where like individually they're kind of like small pieces to a grander thing. Right. So these small like squares, while you may look through one it doesn't make any sense but like when you take a step back it's this like whole picture and what the what the window is in front of it's like this family life that's like falling apart in gorgeous's eyes mm. so i feel like this movie is essentially just like this like family and it's like being like broken up into like these small pieces and each small piece is like uh, maybe it's like each small piece could like encapsulate like oh we watch this wild scene with like a girl being eaten by a piano like why the fuck is that in there but then it like slots into this grander um uh this grander picture about like gorgeous's like life falling apart but also it's it's the fact that like when obayashi was making the script he said that um, uh, one of the aspects that he wanted to touch upon was life during the bomb droppings. 
in in japan this oh, is wow. this is actually true like yeah. um i actually got this from my little brother if like my explanation of like all these aspects of the movie they're almost as sporadic as like the movie itself which yeah. i think goes to show like the type of like frazzled nature that like obayashi wanted to instill into the viewer yeah. there's like all these like threads that are like flaying from this from this one entity just to create like this like beautiful messy picture mm. and to that aspect obayashi wanted to talk about uh his experiences of living during the bomb droppings of world war ii mm-hmm. like, Hir- like hiroshima and whatnot because he lived through that and he ex- actually has experience of his friends dying to the bombs oh jesus and then like the crazy like almost outlandish nature of his friends just like being wiped away from earth like in an instance he injected that into the movie by having gorgeous's friends being wiped away from like existence in like the craziest ways possible yeah which is an which is an aspect of as to why like these characters who seem to like be nothing to us as as outsiders looking in they just like vanish wow and it's like that's like one one reason as to why the movie is structured this way yeah it's like it happens so quickly you have no time to think and it just like you're you're just left like to like think about like the implications and like why it even had to happen yeah so like i think that's like one part of like the the cleverness to this movie so there's like all this other stuff about like the maternity aspect about like the uh the maternity and the what makes a home life uh like a home life that kind of like goes hand in hand in my mind because there's there's gorgeous who is just like um uh, wants to keep the memory of her mother alive the 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 love for her mother and then he feels like she feels like the dad is betraying that love by uh remarrying to another woman Mm -hmm. so she tries to find solace in the aunt now the thing about the aunt that uh, she may be presented as alive throughout the movie but it's revealed that um in the scene where gorgeous is in the makeup room and putting on like the mother's makeup and whatnot and like puts on that wedding gown Mm -hmm. it's revealed that Gorgeous's aunt has actually been dead for years. Yeah. And that her um uh, and, and that the aunt's love for her husband was um so strong that her spirit lived on through the house. And that's right. why the house is like acting the way it is. Yeah. And the house actually attracts and consumes young unmarried girls. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like the whole shtick. It's like uh, if the aunt can't have someone to love like nobody could uh, have anybody to love Mm -hmm. so that's why there's this whole big aspect of like uh, the home and it's like the core of it is love and like uh, if that's not there then like uh, what's there to appreciate in the house it's kind of like um home is where the heart is right kind of like that expression it's like built into this movie Man, like, this is like totally like frying my brain. No, I yeah, I can see that. There's so much like. I just uh, wish I just wish I could be as like 
interpretive as you there's definitely like a lot to like like sift through with this movie yeah. and like the fact that the house eats the um uh, eats essentially eats gorgeous and like all of her friends yeah like they all live together in this house people that gorgeous like that she loved like they their spirits live on eternally in this in this house and whatnot and then there's there's the score we didn't discuss the score that much with this movie, but it's it's just as jarring as the editing, as the plot progression, as the yeah. characters, because it kind of goes from like uh, frenzied horror music to like beautiful orchestral piano score to funky jazz music. Yes, and yes. It's funny that they included the funky jazz music because um, it's created by a band called Godaigo. Mm-hmm. And Godaigo actually make an appearance in the movie really? at the train station. You know uh, how um, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're about to leave and they're like yeah. waving bye to these like yeah. four schmucks who like don't look like they belong in the movie. Yeah, that's the band Godaigo. Oh wow! Um, playing the music and at the very end they include a Godaigo song. I forgot what it's called, but there are lines about how um the singer is like singing to the person that they love and saying how they should get married and turn this house into a home Mm. and that's like that kind of like brings this whole like love aspect like together Mm -hmm. and then this song is playing as the stepmom is walking towards the house and she's trying to like talk to gorgeous about like being accepted into her life and to but as we discussed that doesn't happen the stepmom gets lit on fire yeah and then the very end of the movie when uh after gorgeous lights the stepmom on fire um there's this uh voiceover bit i'm pretty sure it's gorgeous's voice and then she's talking about how love is eternal and love is a story told all throughout time so the only way to like reignite it in like people's hearts and whatnot is to keep on telling stories about love Mm -hmm. and then what i'm guessing that means is that it's kind of like a fourth wall break it's like it's obayashi telling the audience that like this is my interpretation of what it means to like keep love alive like kind of Mm. and i guess that's pretty much my very spotty like fragmented interpretation of house it's kind of like that that window i mentioned yeah how it's like different fragments but you kind of smash them all together into this collage yeah this kaleidoscope i think this movie is kind of like a kaleidoscope where it's just like these various like beautiful colors and like so many like contrasting things mm-hmm. all put together to create one single entity mm-hmm. this what I think to be a very ambitious at the time, like horror comedy movie. Yeah. Fucking insane. Yeah, it is. And I wish, I wish my thoughts were like more like coherent. But I hope this kind of outburst of uh, thoughts and whatnot kind of entices people to seek out the movie to try and relay like what it is that i'm trying to say because i feel like it might be easier for me to explain these aspects to people who have seen the movie and whatnot yeah 
uh, on top of whatever their interpretation of yeah. this movie I might think, be. I think this this episode of our podcast is the, our most jarring one just because of all the like shit that we had to go through in terms of like, the, okay, this is what happens in the movie. This is how it, this, these are the rules that it's set up. And then now here's the editing, blah, 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 and your interpretation. Like it, it's, it's on, it was, this episode is a ride just like the movie is a ride. <sighs> so I hope those listening can go on HBO Max and check this movie out for yourselves. Multiple viewings is required, which is clearly just demonstrated by Josh. And I'm about clearly, to watch this a third time. <laughs> clearly, I have to go rewatch this because Josh got a lot out of it, and yeah. I was just shocked by it. But um, but yeah, please go check out this movie because it is insane. Yeah. Uh, to to summarize summarize my thoughts on the movie. I know the. Uh, the past few times we have summarized thing summarized things and we have given ratings and whatnot. I feel like I've been hovering around like the middle area, the lower end of the spectrum. Yeah. Maybe some people have picked up the fact that I might be quite the asshole when it comes to rating these movies. But when it comes to house, Uh-oh. this is this is way up my alley. This is exactly what I look for in movies. Yeah. It just it's one of those movies that remind me of like what crazy shit you could do on film mm-hmm. and also the fact that like this came out in 1977 and it reminds me of other really great things that like come out from that time mm-hmm. the big thing it reminds me of everybody not only should you watch house if you haven't seen sam raimi's classic the evil dead uh, yes. this movie is almost like the evil dead it's like a japanese evil dead mm-hmm. it's fucking phenomenal and to top it all off i'm given house you're hearing it here folks I'm giving this shit a 9 out of 10. Amazing. It's very close. Amazing. It's very, very Amazing. close. 10. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put wait, that on the record. Yeah. You heard that here first, everybody. Those numbers come Josh is not sp- an asshole, guys. Those Josh numbers is not come an rather asshole. sparingly. And if you think that, like, this, this fucking hack gave this wacky movie a 9, what's this guy smoking? <laughs> smoking on love, bro. Jesus. But, uh, but yeah, guys, please go check out this movie and, uh, and uh, form your form your own thoughts, um, but yeah. Um, I guess that's it. <laughs> that's it. Me and me and Reagan are exhausted. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a bit of a jarring episode, but you know what? Hey, it's house. It was a lot of fun, and uh, it's insane. So uh, thank you guys so much for checking out this episode. Um, please follow us on Instagram at coworkers.podcast. You can check us out on YouTube. We also upload it. Our podcast is on Anchor and spotify um yeah i'm reagan and i'm josh and we'll see you guys in the next episode later have a good night everyone